0: Welcome back everybody, this is the first of all podcast with your hosts me and your other host McCarty, McCarty
1: uh, I'm also me, um, my name's McCarty and that's Nate since he didn't say his name
0: Yeah they all know me by my voice by, by now, uh, but now I have a better mic so maybe they don't know which one of us is which Anyway, uh, yeah let's get it started All right, so, McCarty, you told me to uh, say a bunch of random stuff. I do have something I want to say because I want to talk about this just before we jump into anything. I want to say, preface this with I love Chipotle. I really do love Chipotle. But I don't think we're talking about the lack of meat that they give quite enough. McCarty, have you noticed this?
1: I have noticed, man. And, look, you know, you shouldn't, as a business – You shouldn't short somebody something so that they have to ask for whatever it is. They have to ask for it again. Now, if we're using it in the context of Chipotle, like if they don't give you enough meat, now you got to ask for double meat and you got to pay for it. That's wrong. And I think that's where you're headed. So I'll let you talk about it. But yes, I'm very aware of the lack of meat that these you know, Chipotle, Qdoba, Mo's, like all of them, they're all like in cahoots with each other about not giving enough meat.
0: Well, and I wanna know, I wanna know what, who's pressuring, um, who's pressuring people to do this? Is it management? Are they saying, you know, tell them, tell, here's the amount of meat you get, and if they ask for more, say that, that'll be double. Is that okay? So is it them pressuring them into that so that they have a, a sales pitch, uh, they make more money that way? I don't know, but recently they just got carne asada and I was so excited mm-hmm. for carne asada. So I ordered carne asada. I want that meat. First of all,
1: can you tell us please tell us what it is, I please. have no
0: idea. I think it's some kind of steak.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that's all yeah. it is. It's just steak with like green stuff on yeah, it.
0: I I don't know what what it comes from. I have no idea. But it's it was in strips. And I was like, okay, I mean, you know, that's probably fine. It's tender. It'll come apart. But every time I took a bite into my burrito, that meat, the whole thing came out, the whole strip, every time. And on top of that, the lady behind the counter gave me five strips. No, let me me rephrase. Originally, she gave me five strips, okay? And I was like, surely that's not how much she's going to give me. She went back in, and she pulled out a half strip and put it on there. So I got five and a half strips of carne asada.
1: The thing about it is with Chipotle, now I love Chipotle also, and I would never, there's going to be very few things in Chipotle's world that would make me stop going to Chipotle. Like even when they had uh, E. coli, I think is the, whatever they had. And I'm pretty sure that was in the lettuce anyway, which I don't get, but that still didn't stop me from going. Like I was still going to be an avid Chipotle goer. And I, I think that Chipotle is sort of trending in the wrong direction by trying to be a little more creative in the options that they offer. And so example number one was the queso. And I think we talked about it on here before, but that queso is not good. Like we all know it. And you're like some of you guys are so obsessed with Chipotle and so biased that you won't admit that it's not that good. But in reality, it's not. And then this carne asada, like I'm not going to get it. Like there's nothing wrong with the original steak that they have. So I'm just going to stick with that. But like you look at it and you're like, that's probably not what I want. You know, it looks more like fajita meat than like what you're trying to get in a burrito or like on a burrito bowl. So I just think they're trending in the long, in the wrong direction. They're trying to be a little bit more creative than like when they really just like, nothing was wrong with it. Like you don't see Chick-fil-A trying to sell hamburgers now, you know, like just stick with what you know and just be good at that. And then if we want, carne asada or like fajita chicken or fajita beef strips will go to a Mexican place you know I just there's nothing wrong with what they had already
0: which is why some of the most successful businesses in the world focus on one pretty much one like sole thing so like apple you know uh they make apple yep uh give me another one throw one off top of your head
1: uh chick-fil-a, Chick-fil-A. <laughs> that's the only other example i can that's think it. of that's
0: good but i do have i do have a couple of homies that work for chipotle so i'll get a statement from both of them and we'll see we'll see what it's looking like
1: yeah i appreciate that so um last week you had your top 20 movies top, uh, 10. top 20 <laughs> top 10 movies on the 20th episode excuse me um we're gonna call that the top 10 on the 10s somebody else gave me that my boy charlie gave me uh gave me that little moniker and, and I like it. So um, I appreciate you doing that. And uh, I think it went well. You had some you had some good insight, some movies and shows that I didn't expect to be on there, which is good. Like, that's a good thing. Um, I didn't agree with all of them, of course, but that's part of rankings and, and how that goes. Um, a couple of things that I wrote down to talk about this week that I think are very important. Um, and I want to start with uh, one thing that I saw going down the interstate today Um, and it Nate is gonna agree with me, I already know because we're we agree like in a lot of ways. Um, but there's just some things in the world, and actually, we were just talking about one, some things in the world that we just don't need. Okay, Carne Asada and and Chipotle Queso is like two pretty good examples. But what I saw was a big Ford Transit uh van, which is like the big vans that you see that are like really popular now and they move boxes, like Amazon uses them. Um, and it was decked out like the, it was totally wrapped in like really nice, uh, art branding for this company. And I don't remember the company's name and it doesn't matter, but the company's market and their product was closet designers. Okay. And that's not, I'm not trying to like exaggerate. I'm not trying to tell you, you know, design, that's what it said. That's it said closet designer. And then like the wrapping on it was like really neatly organized closets. And I'm like, guys, in, if we're trending in a world, if we're headed in a direction where we need somebody to organize our closets or you have so much money and you think you're so bougie that you need some, you have to pay somebody to come in and make your closet like a little bit neater or nice. Like, what are we really doing? on the earth like what are we actually spending our money on if that place which clearly is doing so successful they can afford afford transit and then also put wrapping on it like that's that makes no sense and and that is sort of like a small example of like a ton of things in the world that we don't need but also closet designers i can't even believe that that's a market and that 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 exists like that i can't believe that that thing is driving down an interstate in Atlanta, Georgia, advertising to more people that that's what they want to do with their life is design your closet. That is so insane. They probably
0: uh, they throw that on Amazon. They're like, you know, in need of a closet designer. And then it's like uh, rec- uh, preferred seven years of closet design experience. Mm-hmm. Like, well, yeah, I've been doing it There's, my whole life.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying is like, Well, are they hiring? Because like I could do it. You know, my closet is very neat and and designer, I would say. I don't even know like what they could do to make your closet better. And here's the thing. Some of you might be thinking, no, McCarty, what they do is they're like a personal stylist. They like come in and they get you like new clothes and like make sure you're trendy for like that season or whatever. And I'm not going to say that you're wrong because that might be true. And I'm just now thinking that that might be true. But what I'm pretty sure they do based on the very little advertising that I saw on their van is that they organize it. And like they come up with like the best hangers and the best little boxes and like the best area that you should have each thing in. And that's and, you know, you pay them to do that, which is I I just I can't even wrap my mind around it. And like, what do they charge? Just take your wildest guess. Like, how much do they even charge? I don't even know.
0: Mm, 50. 50 per per.
1: you think that's it i mean it's like such a bougie thing i feel like they would like it would be like a lot i'm thinking
0: of my closet so i'm like you know that's like 50 bucks probably
1: oh here we go closets by design custom closet design experts it's not gonna tell me on here how much wait oh here we go terms and conditions 40 percent off of any order of a thousand dollars or more thirty percent off of any order of seven hundred to a thousand. I told you. It's like a lot.
0: Do you think that they like do you think that there's like a program to go through, like a bachelor's and closet design?
1: I don't know. I mean I have to assume they have to have some sort of uh interior design expertise. And I like these pictures are impressive. But like this look like they look more like a kitchen than they do like a real closet. And it's like who First of all, if you have a thousand dollars and you're spending on designing your closet, like I would seriously question what you're doing with your life and also what kind of line of work are you in because I need to be in that i mean that's that's crazy money. oh yeah
0: I just listened to a this is a pastor he was being funny and not funny at the same time, but he was like, "You know, we complain as Americans, but you guys go to a room you put you let your clothes sleep in a room that's bigger than most people get to sleep in I like that's true.
1: Yeah. that's the most American thing ever actually um the other thing that we're not talking about enough actually the society we live in is actually talking about it quite a lot but what they're not they're not talking about the right details so you know that there's this movement to to eat like organic food and to eat when you're eating meat like free-range chickens you've heard yep. of that oh
0: yeah
1: all right so the thing about it is i don't even really understand all of it i don't care honestly i don't care you know like maybe that makes me a bad person but I'll I'll get to my point in a second, but basically free range chickens are chickens that aren't kept in a cage like their whole life. But what we're missing is when you consider free range versus a caged chicken at the end of the day, you're and you're eating the free range chicken. You are still eating it. Like it did still die. Like the, the end result of chicken in a cage versus free range chicken is that it still was murdered and then you eat it so to me like what why why do we prefer these free-range chickens like a chicken that thought they had a future or a chicken that made friends and was really good at like olympic hurdling why why do we want that when inevitably they're still going to be eaten yeah to me that's even worse to me that's even worse than having them in a cage
0: isn't that our lives, though? Don't some of us feel like we're in a cage our whole lives and some don't?
1: Well, the biggest difference being that we don't get eaten.
0: Well, some could argue.
1: I mean, maybe when we die. I just You get eaten by earthworms. I didn't
0: really have anything good to respond, so I thought I'd just make something random up.
1: Well, you did a terrible job of that, so I can say that. But I'm saying... The the gist of it is when you're trying to sell me on free range versus caged chickens, which we all know the free range one's more expensive when it tastes the same. You know, it's like, I'm not going to eat that. I'm not going to buy that one if it's more expensive and tastes the same. I'll tell you that right now. But I don't understand why we're still while we're trying to protect the lives of these chickens when they're still going to die prematurely. So. That makes no is sense. Is there
0: anything to be said about like I don't know the science or anything behind this, but maybe the the way that their mood is uh somehow reflects the quality of the meat?
1: So it's a good question. I think that there's gonna be people on that listen to this that know the science behind it because somebody was telling me I brought this up with a friend of mine or a group of friends, I don't even remember, but they were like it has something to do with like their muscles and like the way that they can stretch and like run around it, like in the muscles, like what we're eating, that's the meat that we're eating. So it's like better and it's better for you. And they're also like not exposed to like diseases as often. They're not sitting around in like chicken poop all the time. So there's like some evidence of that, but like, I've been eating chicken my whole life, man. Just like, as many, as long as I've had my own closet, I've been eating chickens And I've really never felt like I needed to like change the lifestyle of the chicken that I'm eating. But then again, I don't know that chickens lived. It it wasn't an option for a chicken to live in a luxury, you know, to live on uh, in a ranch house in somewhere in Oklahoma or Montana or wherever chickens live, you know, that wasn't an option and good for them for moving up in the world. I mean, they're still going to die, you know, but at least they're moving up in the world.
0: Yeah. So you agree that that it's nice that these chickens now are able to lead a life before they die.
1: I think it's, I think it's going to go on because people just want to do nice things regardless of whether it makes sense or not. I'm not going to, if it's more expensive, I don't want it. That's just all I'm going to say about it. So if they can make it the same price for free range chickens as they are for not for cage chickens, then I'll eat the free range ones. But in general, if it's not, it's i'm not going to eat it and i have to tell you one more thing <laughs> so i a couple of friends of mine about this and they said there's a chicken farm somewhere in the world and they had free range chickens and like a lot of them and what they found out was they had a serious bald eagle problem so the bald eagles found out that these chickens were just like running wild So the bald eagle would go down there and and catch them and eat them. That's what that that was their food source. And so it was like one bald eagle. And then, you know, it was like not that big of a deal. Like how many chickens can a bald eagle eat really? Then it became like two or three of them. Then it was like four or five. And it just like kept growing. And the thing about it is when you have a bald eagle problem, you can't do anything. Like you can't shoot a bald eagle. It's illegal and it's endangered supposedly. But I'm like, if we keep doing these free range chicken farms, we're not going to have endangered bald eagles anymore. And I don't know what, as a farmer what you're supposed to do and what they the the story was. And it's an article that you can find somewhere. But the guy, the farmer, he put a net over the top of the range over where the chickens were, but it didn't have sides on it. So the eagles got smart and would just fly under it and then still get the chickens. And so they, and then they also learned that they were just doing it for sport. They weren't even eating them. They would just kill them and then just leave them. They just leave them there to die. They weren't even taking them away. So to me, it's like, are we creating a different problem here? Because it seems like though it is helping the bald eagles survive and thrive clearly, now you got a different problem on your hands.
0: How American is it that our free range chickens are feeding our bald eagles?
1: Maybe that was the plan the whole time.
0: I mean, I can't think of anything more American other than maybe we paint the chickens red, white, and blue.
1: Or the bald eagles. Well,
0: that'd be a little harder.
1: But they already have white, so if you're getting pretty close. Um, So that's all I have to say about chickens. I feel like that was like a pretty long thing, but I'm right. I mean, you know how I am. I'm right all the time about that stuff. And And speaking of American, I... I think i formed this question. I don't remember like the context of why I thought about it, but I have a very serious question for you, oh, And I want to make sure that you're listening. So tell me when you're listening. I'm ready. Okay. So if you had the opportunity, okay, and take this question for surface level value, okay, don't think deeper into it until I ask the full question. So if you had the opportunity to hold the Declaration of Independence outside of its case, do you think you would hold it? consider all scenarios and consequences and all possibilities of holding the declaration of independence. If you were given the opportunity and it's not like illegal. Okay. You're not going to get in trouble for it. You're, you're offered the chance to do it. Would you do it?
0: You have to give me a second. I got national treasure just stuck in my head. I can't picture anybody else. Of course.
1: That's like the, the first thing that you think of is like, you know, but they steal it in the case. I'm saying, no case you just hold it in your arms and if you want me to answer first i will but i just want to think about
0: it if you're ready go ahead but if you're not I'll go. my answer is yes
1: no you have to elaborate you have to tell me well you give
0: me your reasoning but my answer is yes
1: okay i don't think i would do it because for one though i do believe like if i if i was like around the declaration of independence i would feel some type of way that it's like very important it's very heavy And like very, you know, monumental in the history of the world. I believe that I would feel that. But on top of that, if I was asked or I was I was given the opportunity to hold it, I don't think I would because of the risk of it like breaking or falling apart, though you wouldn't get in trouble for it. It's something that's so precious for American society and even for global history that you wouldn't want to be the reason that it falls apart or like gets dropped or gets like ripped or something. I just feel like there's no reason to hold it. Like, being around it is enough for me. I don't need to be the one that has the risk of, like, damaging it in any
0: way. I can see that. I really do see that. And I, I, I think that you're right. And I'm looking at this from, like, you know, if this were possible, I didn't even think about the thing crumbling. You know, I was just, like, to feel – I just feel like there's some kind of warmth on it. You know what I mean? Some kind of – I don't know. I Maybe just something on it that would just make me feel some type of way, like, good.
1: Well, also, like, to be one of the only people alive, I mean, maybe even the only person alive that's ever touched it would be amazing. Well, other than
0: everybody else, the 40-some people that signed it, you mean?
1: Well, they're not alive, Nate.
0: Oh, you mean, you're saying just, like, today?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I legitimately don't think anybody that's alive has touched it. I don't know, maybe. I don't know if it gets taken out of its case. I doubt it. But somebody had to put it in there, you know? So, I I don't know that anybody's held it, but, like... Even if there has been somebody, it's less than five people in the world yeah. that have touched. I think
0: National Treasure talks about they got to take it out to, to you know, do something to it. But they do it with gloves and I don't know. I don't know this stuff. I'm not, you know, whatever.
1: So considering everything I said, would you hold it or not?
0: Considering everything you said, taking in your reasoning, taking in my thoughts, taking in what could possibly happen to the thing. Um, really considering National Treasure. Um, I'm going to stick with my answer of yes
1: okay and you also mentioned that it's like it will bring some kind of warmth i actually think that it's probably cold like the physical document i'm pretty sure it's cold because they have to like keep it at a certain temperature so it doesn't get damaged and i'm pretty sure that temperature is like cold ish so I mean, like an internal just warmth. side note yeah probably that's what i'm saying there's like an aura about it yeah. that would like make you feel good i agree with that but i just don't think i would want to do it
0: it's written in that Um, it's written in that language that and i I think you and i have talked about this before like somehow back then their words were so much prettier than our words are and i don't get that but it's written in that pretty really pretty language you know what i mean
1: as in like the font is pretty or the words are like
0: like the words the way they used to talk you know the shows we watch obviously you know they, they take some stuff from historical stuff but like They just talk differently. They structured sentences differently, and it sounds so much better than it does today.
1: It does. I agree with that. And, like, uh, there is a word for it. Well, there's a word for, like, how people talked in, like, the 60s, and I can't remember what it is, but it's almost amazing to me that that was, like, their vernacular. Like, like in uh, Shakespeare's time, I don't think that they talked like Shakespeare actually does, but if they did, that would be insane. Or, like, if they actually talked in everyday language, like they talk on or like what the declaration is written in, like the amount of effort it would take to talk that elegantly seems like it would be exhausting.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's like, uh, eloquent is the word I would say that's very, uh, uh, it's very intelligent. Number one, it's very thoughtful. Number two, but just all around, it's very beautiful.
1: Okay. Um, here's the thing, man, you have an Instagram. I have an Instagram lots of people have Instagrams. Yes or no? Yes. Okay. And, uh, you know, we have lots of followers, you know, people that interact with us on there and like pictures and whatever. And then also on Instagram, if you've ever been on there is ads, right? Like, like you scroll through your timeline and the way that Instagram makes money is they sell ad space. Okay. And I'm not going to get into this. This is not what I wrote down, but, Let's also acknowledge the fact that like whatever you search in your Google browser also somehow ends up on your Instagram feed. And I don't like that. I don't know how it works and it's super annoying, but that is a fact. That's a side note. The thing about it is when you see these ads, Nate, on, on your timeline and you scroll down and you just like stared at one. If you look down under it where the likes are for any other picture, there are people that like the ads, bro. I don't, what kind of person is that? that likes that i saw somebody the other day i don't even know what it was it doesn't matter what it is but it's so clearly an advertisement and not an actual picture that if you're liking the ads you gotta you are you have to delete instagram you can't use it anymore you either don't know how it works or you're so obsessed with having instagram in your hand that you have to like every picture
0: i would agree i mean i i I don't understand the You know, maybe you're scrolling down and and you don't know. Maybe it's like a dope hat and you're like, oh, that's a dope hat. I bet this is, you know, an apparel thing that I follow and you click on it and you move on. I can see that. I can see the company saying to its employees, get on your Instagram and like this ad. But other than that, I don't see any reason you should be liking an ad unless it says, here's my third one. Here's the third reason like this and share it if you if you want to win this.
1: Yeah, I know that places say that, but like we're not, none of us ever want any of that stuff. So also, don't do that. You know, it's just like you're not gonna win. So really, just don't. Hey, do it. speaking of that, but, speaking
0: of that, real quick, I gotta throw this in there because I've been seeing this a lot. And Jess kind of mentioned it. Sorry, my wife. She kind of mentioned this a little bit, um, and I didn't believe her. But I've seen it twice since then. That they all enter into these things on Facebook, like enter to win this car, or, enter to win this trip. Nobody ever wins it. They come back and they say, oh, uh, unfortunately this person was actually not a uh, resident of the United States. So we're going to have to do it again. And then they do it again and people do the same thing over again. And it just keeps happening.
1: Scam. Yeah, it's a scam, basically. Yeah, it's
0: a scam. But like some, some notable people are doing it. Like I, I've seen cruise lines do it. I still don't know if I can believe them or not.
1: Yeah, probably not. I think that, okay, you mentioned something that it's also triggering to me, which is essentially that people just like scroll down their Instagram like rapidly and like every single thing. And that's kind of how they get caught up in liking the ad, which is basically what you were saying. And to me, that's even worse. Like you should be protective of your likes. I mean, there's no limit on them. So like, you don't have to like, you know, you only get 10 a day or whatever, but Like make your likes meaningful. Okay. I'll be the first to say, I don't like everything. What I, what I actually like on Instagram, I I genuinely like in real life. Like I don't, I don't throw out likes. I don't. And a lot of that has to do with the person that posted it, what the picture is. And then also like, does this person need my like, I will say that's a big part of it. Like if it's, let's say I follow like a, use the hat thing. I'll use a, like a shoe Instagram and they just post like the latest shoes. Like that is cool. And I like that shoe, but like they don't need this. Like they're not doing it for that. They're doing it at like one for an advertisement. And two, they have like 2 million followers. Like what is my like on their Instagram post? It means nothing. So why am I doing it? It's just like, you have to be cognizant of what you're liking and what that like means. If you're one of those people that just scrolls through, like I appreciate it when I post something, I want those people to like mine, but like make it mean something, you know, like know what you're liking okay i'm gonna start a campaign on that that's like an awareness thing for young people it's like know what you're actually liking because if you like an ad you're gonna have to delete your instagram and that's a rule that's a new rule that i'm implementing so
0: you withhold likes based on need is what you're saying
1: oh definitely yes definitely So i mean i, I 100% like things that need likes
0: do celebrities need likes
1: not my like i mean there's people that you know there's they have millions of followers for a reason and you know they they monetize all those likes but i mean my like is so insignificant that it's just no i definitely don't don't
0: do but it. you're saying like if you if you actually liked a picture of a celebrity you would like it but an advertisement that you follow for like a store they don't need your like cuz they're just advertising
1: i'm telling you if you have if your picture probably has more than let's say I'll give you a number let's say more than a thousand likes I'm probably not gonna like it even if I do genuinely like it in real life I'm not gonna put a like Is on that why you don't
0: like I'm it just anyone?
1: yeah well yeah and also under a hundred so <laughs> that it. would be more your speed um Nate, you know what man why don't you why don't you wrap us up I think it's I think it's your time to
0: show yeah I, w- I was actually hoping to talk for um I got a good five minutes left, so let me just get into it real quick. um no i'm kidding hey we do have a facebook make sure you go out and like and share the page um uh, to say stuff on it i mean you know within reason don't say anything stupid please but comment on our stuff uh if, if we're bad at the podcast i think mccarty said this before if we're bad at it just let us know i think that that's very helpful to us to know that we're bad at it um if we're good at it it's uh it's even better so do that um what else uh
1: Nothing else, I don't think, dude. I think you're, you know, you were doing so well, and then you're just not doing well anymore. But just, just end it. Yeah, man. I'll just
0: go ahead and wrap it up then. So, uh, thanks to everybody for listening. Um, go like and share the podcast. Um,
1: we're here every Thursday. He's not saying that Thursday. we're here every Thursday. Well, we're here, we're yeah. here
0: every Wednesday, but for you guys, we're we're there every Thursday. Um, and we look forward to you listening to us um, every week. And we have just exceeded a number that you guys can't even fathom for listeners i'm not going to tell you but it's a number that you can't even you can't even imagine so thank you for all of our for our people and uh, what else mccarty
1: we'll see you again next week
0: all right yep like mccarty said we'll uh we'll see you guys next week and um
1: dude just just stop talking man. all
0: right all right bye <laughs>